Ladies and gentlemen, you found the program that pulls no punches, that knocks out political correctness, and delivers a right cross to defend the Constitution. We call it Fighting Words. And now, entering the ring, retired infantry colonel, trial lawyer, and fighter for truth and justice, Kurt Schlichter. Hey everybody, this is another edition of Fighting Words, the Kurt Schlichter Hugh Hewitt affiliated podcast where I attempt to maintain FCC compliance. (laughs) Will I do that? I don't know. Hey, I am recording here with Dwayne Patterson uh, and Generalissimo of the Hugh Hewitt radio program. We have just completed a three hour extravaganza extravaganza of extravagance uh, and I was like, well... Hey, since this is Hugh Hewitt affiliated, and since I need material, uh, why don't we talk about kind of how the show is by using today as kind of an example? Um, yeah, what, what do you think? Killer, uh, killer uh, podcast material? Uh, yes, killer podcast material. Yeah, okay. Doing a little behind the scenes stuff. Sure, why not? A little, why? Why not? Whatever. Hey, you're not paying for this. Come on, lighten up, folks. All right. So uh, the story of the Hugh Hewitt program really begins like two days before when i start trying to program because i'm one of those weirdos who tries to program the show myself uh yeah you actually do you find that annoying no not at all actually um i i actually like it when guest hosts try to figure out who they want to bring on and do some of the booking themselves and bring in people that we wouldn't normally have access to. I think that's I think that's actually kind of grand. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my vibe. I want to bring and I'll usually bring I bring in some of them I do a lot. Liz Sheld. Yes. Uh, from American Greatness. I think we have a good connection. She even has theme music. It's usually Charity Bomb when it's not Christmas. When it's not Christmas time, right. Uh, and she's just fun and uh, you know, when I when I come it's Hugh's house and I'm going to do what Hugh wants. But I think he wants me to kind of be Kurt also, which, which without, you, not too Kurt. Which which you could tell by by the Eric Swalwell. The Eric Swalwell. There were a lot of Eric Swalwell flatulence yes, remarks uh, and a lot of remarks about his you know interaction with with the, with the, the Chinese spies. Yes, yes. Uh, and yeah, you could say there was some innuendo there. A, a little, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, not so much from Marsha Blackburn. Uh, <laughs> no. A bit from uh, Rick Scott. Uh, we got a lot from Jason Miller. We did get a lot from Jason Miller. But, um, but what will happen is I'll, I'll I'll get a few people. I got Michael Walsh and Kerry Pickett from uh, DC Examiner. Um, look, you know my role as a as a producer when it comes to guest hosts, and this this is this is definitely in the weeds. But we're all about the weeds. This is the Kush. Okay, well then, then, then let me give you the, the, the backstory of producing, or the secret of producing. Ah. When you have a guest, I mean, everybody knows my relationship with Hugh is he beats me up mercilessly on the air, and it's all shtick, and it's frat house humor, and it's fine. But he and I see eye to eye on a bunch of things, and we've worked together for 20 years. We, we actually were, were friends off air, and, and the same shtick we do off air, we do on air. When a guest host is here... I actually have to be kind of a chameleon. I have yes. to be not what every guest host necessarily wants. 
but I have to be what every guest host needs. And that's two di- distinctly different things. It, it is. And I it, it fits me because I come in, you know, I'm an Army colonel, and I'm always paired with a command sergeant major. And a command sergeant major has a different job than me. It, I, I, it's to help me succeed while maintaining the interest in the institution, which is what you do. And, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I will book the show. I, we don't even have to talk about it beforehand. No, I, I get really. here about 45 minutes before because I have to go to sleep at like 7. I get up at 1. I take yeah. a shower. I drive down. I usually listen to Roman history. Uh, I don't prep by reading a bunch of newspapers because there's no newspapers to read yet. Right. Um, I, I do know what the news is. But I'll come in and, you know, I get here about quarter after two, pour the first of my 700 cups of coffee, which <laughs> corresponds to my 700 trips to the bathroom. But then we'll... We, uh, and we talk it out. We'll basically talk it out and hash it out, kind of, okay, you know, you walk in, I said, so how are you going to handle this? Yep. What are you going to do with her? What are you going to do with Marsha? And we kind of look for kind of what... Yeah, things... and you, you've you done this, you know, a couple decades, so you'll be like, well, how about this? This is a way to do it. And I'm usually... I don't, I'm don't. i to the point where I don't have to take written notes. Right. I kind of I know, and I'll often go in and, and I get what's called a cut sheet, which has the 20 or so uh, key cuts, of which I think I used one or two today. Some, some it, day you use a lot, some day you use none. It, it's always there as a fallback. And and there's also a uh, lineup that it, it tells you each segment. There's right. four segments per show, per, per, per hour, hour, 12, and they're, they're different lengths, and they have a different feel. Right. And I have, uh, you know, I, I just kind of have a habit of how I like to do it. The meatiest one's the bottom of the hour, and I usually try and get one of the more meaty guests. I mean, look, I love all my guests, but somebody, somebody who I can get potential to make news. And making news is kind of one of the things we love to do. Well, yeah. What, what, you, what you ideally want to do is you can bring on a guest and have it be somebody that you know or that you're a buddy with, and you can uh, have a good time with them yep. and tell the jokes and whatever else. And at the end of it, okay, well, that was fine. Yeah. But what did you learn? What, 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 did, you, what did you come away there not knowing that you, or, or knowing now that you didn't know before? Yeah, and I, usually my guess will be somebody who's in Washington reporting, and we got, we got some good stuff about Swalwell out of Kerry Pickett. Uh, between the uh... Kerry Pickett did a did an exceptional job <laughs> dodging all of the all of the Swalwell flatulent landmines you 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 ducked in front of her. She I was, de- that I dealt. She she yeah she she was not she was not smelling what you were dealing and nice. she she was uh, she was ducking the the obligatory stuff, but she kept she kept on point and yep. and was uh, was giving all sorts of information like. Oh, I don't know. Nancy Pelosi knew he was compromised yeah, by the that, I mean, that was huge. for years. That was that was something we did not know, and still and has we him talked on the, about another segment, and still has him on the House Permanent Select Unbelievable. Uh, Intelligence Committee. Actually, sadly, it's actually way too believable. Right, right, because apparently there's no crime a Democrat can commit that is severe enough. Uh, apparently not, and uh, I find it very, very annoying. With uh, with Jason Miller, we actually did get some news out yes. of him. Uh, just again, since we're kind of off off uh, you know behind the scenes here, we were talking in the segment or in the break leading up to Jason Miller. We were asking ourselves, okay, what are we going to cover with Jason? 
you know, are we going to do the Swalwell stuff? We're going to do, you know, Georgia. He went right for the Swalwell stuff. And we thought during the break, Kurt and I thought during the break, ooh, Swalwell. Mm, That might be a little dicey. That might be a little uncomfortable. Are we going to do it? We want to avoid it. Uh, He brought it up. Of Sponte, you know. Yeah, that was that was nice. Uh, we got, uh, yeah, and we got, and we had fun with that. But I think the, the the meat was the president because I wanted to know. Okay, look, odds are the president's not going to be reinaugurated. It's just look, a fact. You might win the lotto. You bought you might, the ticket, might, but you might but you, win the, the lotto. The odds are you it, probably at least won't con- concede that. I mean, you you have to concede that we have to plan for the contingency that he doesn't. Well, Otherwise, it's just wacky. And uh, okay. So we, uh, I asked, so what's the president going to do? When, when will he declare his candidacy? And, 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 and we set up that way. And because, you ask the question that way. Yeah. You're, you're not, you're assuming he's going to run again, and you're not really giving him a way to reject the premise. Yeah, and, and, and Jason gave us great, he goes, look, I think the next two years, if, if that happens... And he was very forthright. It wasn't any, oh, I couldn't have possibly. No, he's like, look, if that happens, and he mentioned he talked to the president about the potential for on it happening. The way, on the way down to the rally On the way down to the rally in Georgia. Um, that uh, uh, he, he, he's likely to play kingmaker. He went through a lot of scenarios of uh, governorships, house we seats, governors, seats. Yeah, we got to get governors back and, and, or, and or new governors in, recruit good new governors. I think that's, I mean, I, I thought that was, uh, that was some good info. Um, one of the things I took away from that when he says we you know, we got to work on governors here and there, um, if if you're Brian Kemp, you uh, you got a you got a target on your back now, right? Brian Kemp is uh, what's the technical term? Toast. He's just gone. Well, and I, he was you know Brian Kemp's always been. I'm not sure what his thing is. I get that, but again, if you're in Georgia now, what you're looking at is. Um, you've got a built-in opponent ready to go, right? Yes. Okay, so you've got to now beat Brian Kemp in a primary and then turn around and beat... Uh, the Democrat. St- beat Stacey Abrams in the general? Yeah. Who's, 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 and can Doug Collins do that? And can Doug Collins do that? Is Doug Collins going to be the one to do that? Uh, yeah, I think George is going to be interesting. He, uh, I, I, he Jason expressed... Uh, that uh, he thought we were going to win in uh, Georgia. I would expect him to say that. I, I, well, we found out some interesting things from uh, Marsha Blackburn about knocking on doors. Yeah. That we've knocked on a million doors so far. Since the election. That's, since the election. That's, That's a lot I of I didn't people. know that. That's a lot of people in Georgia. That and uh, apparently uh, Cocaine Mitch, the murder turtle, is uh, on the uh, on the crawl, I guess, not prowl. He's <laughs> well, a turtle, right? look, you know what? We love McConnell here. I love they're, McConnell. They're, McConnell has done makes uh, me happy. McConnell has done a lot for this party and has done a lot for. He, he is definitely underappreciated. Sometimes he can be frustrating. I mean, yes. not Lindsey Graham frustrating, but frustrating. He can, but he has delivered uh, again. Oh, yeah. uh, there is going to be there is going to be zero available judgeships for Joe Biden going yes. into none. And, and when, uh, let's say when, since we're, we're doing the we can't possibly lose thing, when we win in Georgia, they're going to have some hoops to jump through to get uh, judges. They are going to have some hoops to jump through to get judges. Um, and, and look, you know, 
I am as disappointed as anybody as to how the results went as far as the presidential year. Bing, uh, ditto. Um, that's and 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 my main reason is because of foreign policy. I think that the Trump biggest legacy isn't just the the, the you know the COVID stuff, the Operation Warp Speed, which he should get total props and credit yes. for, but. The way the foreign policy is laid out here and what uh, Jared Kushner's been able to pull off as far as the three peace deals. The Abraham Accords. The Abraham Accords is just phenomenal. That's that's huge stuff. I would have gladly traded. And historic, the historic norms is if you've got a ter- two-term president in their sixth year, the, the midterm, the second midterm. They get slaughtered. They get slaughtered. And by eight years, we use up our presidents in this country. By eight years yes. on... We would have gotten slaughtered in the twenty-four presidential, in all likelihood. Um, I, I think, uh, I, I certainly I, an up, certainly an uphill battle. It would certainly be an uphill just based on trends. And I would, uh, have, according, uh, you know, this elect, last election we had trends. And, and I would thing. have gladly traded twenty-two in the Senate getting shellacked, and I would have traded losing the White House in twenty-four to keep the. Keep the Middle East on the on the uh, on the track it was headed. I would have gladly done that. That said, if Trump is no longer at the top of the ticket in twenty two, that map that we have to defend in the Senate becomes much more defensible with a Joe Biden presidency. Yes, and the Senate now being a firewall. That also being said, if Joe Biden is now looking at his first term midterm in the House in twenty two, Kevin McCarthy just in redistricting alone. Uh-huh. Kevin McCarthy is going to be the Speaker of the House in 23. I, I think the odds are in his favor. I think there's some great candidates out there. I've got a line on uh, at least one great one who's under, kind of bubbling under the surface. Oh. Yeah. I think... You'll know about him when it's the t- t- right time. You look what happened in California. You look what happened uh, in races across the country. The Republican Party has tapped into a winning formula. Yes. And that is, if you're a member of the military... If you are or a retired member of the military, or a female, or you know, there, there's lots of there's, there's no limits to who Republicans can be now. You don't have to be a white male to be you, you a, a, can, a member of Congress, but you, you don't can, have to. Be. But you don't have to be, and you can and you can win in some fairly tight races and, and still pull it off. And if Democrats were smart, and they're not always smart, sometimes they're just cunning, they would be should be terrified. I see. I would think so too, because if you look at the landscape, Republicans are winning state houses. They are winning congressional seats. They are. They are. I mean, there really is not a lot of bench for Democrats right now. No. Um, and this goes back a decade, uh, going back to the 2010 races. Uh, Barack Obama lost the state house in what 10, 15, 20 states. When he became president and through his presidency, he kept losing state houses yep. because of Obamacare and reaction to that. Um, the Democrats didn't have a lot of bench to bring. That's why they had to run Hillary. That's why they had to run a lot of these has-beens. And, and they won allegedly with Biden, but look at what they won. Look at look at who they. He comes th- in as the weakest president ever. Ever. I mean, he, it's. It's a mess, and I look. I think we're going to keep Georgia. Uh, not that we don't have to fight, but I think we. I think we keep Georgia, and it's. Uh, you get the House back in twenty two, and all of a sudden, Joe Biden is 
as lame a duck as a duck can be. On day one. I mean, he's already lame, literally and figuratively. We didn't even play the cut I wanted to play today. Oh, yeah. But, yeah Bachara. What's his name? Basiria? Basoria? He called him Bacaria. Bacaria. He, he, ma- he made up the dance. You know, he no, Bacaria. Oh, Bacaria. Exactly. Xavier. Um, and, and, and not only did he mispronounce his name, because he had never heard of the guy before, apparently, before appointing him. Yeah. Uh, but he appointed him to the Health and Education Secretary. Health, Education, and Welfare. Oh, I remember that from, like, 1978. When Joe Biden was only 70. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's a mess. Anyway, that's kind of the behind the scenes on this edition of Fighting Words. Excuse me. Thank you, Dwayne Patterson, for having me. Was that a stroke? Uh, that, no, it was just coffee coming back. Oh, I got you. Better the second time. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I'll be back again at some point to do another fighting word. So thank you and uh, adios. Bye-bye.